0: Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com, Friday 3, November 2023. I want to talk about how to create a revolution, how to maintain a revolution, how to maintain power if you're the revolutionary, a government in power. I wrote my doctoral dissertation on Cuba between about the period of 1924 and 1934. That's not when I wrote it. That's the period I wrote about. And it was a very interesting period. You had a, a you had a situation in Cuba that became more or less untenable. Uh things weren't going well. And the Cuban people elected a guy named Gerardo Machado in 1924. I re-elected him in nineteen twenty-eight. He was ousted in a coup in early 1933. And there's a certain pattern that happens in this back and forth between the established government and the opposition forces. And I think it's extremely relevant to where we are today in 2023 in the United States of America and in other countries as well, for that matter. Machado became the president. He did... Actually some good things. It's not totally correspondent. But there was a revolutionary fervor that arose. And nineteen twenties, what it's what's going on in the nineteen twenties? Well you've got the Russian Revolution in nineteen seventeen. Got our Argentinian revolution in the nineteen twenties. And people yearned for a revolution in Cuba. And Machado represented to many people uh, the force that had to be overturned. Now, the interesting thing about these revolutionaries is, is they weren't the downcast and the poor. They're they're typical revolutionaries. They're upper middle class. They're wealthy people. They're highly educated people that wanted a revolution. Fidel Castro, among them, he was thrown in jail. He was a college student in the 1920s. He's thrown in jail for a while. He won't return to power really until 1959. But this was not a revolution led by the poor and the downcast and the blacks and the rural people. These were upper middle class elites that had the idea that they were supposed to run the country and the people elected. Gerardo Machado, and he did some good things, but there was a revolution in the air, and it was not going to be stopped. And the revolutionary forces started doing things like, oh, assassinating police officers, uh, random terroristic acts, burning down buildings, BLM and Tifa kind of tactics. And at a certain point, Gerardo Machado had to make a choice. He said, how do I respond to these revolutionaries? And they were revolutionaries. These were not the poor people. These were not the rural people. These were not the blacks. These were upper-middle-class revolutionaries that didn't like the fact that Gerardo Machado ran the government. He represented, actually, the lower class, the rural people who voted for him. He wasn't part of that elite club. And they started causing a lot of problems, and they're going to overturn his government. What is his choice? He has three choices. Gerardo Machado has three choices. One, he can just play by the rules, do everything uh, the, perfectly with, with uh, white gloves, never violate a right, never violate a law, never cut any corners, uh, give them the benefit of the doubt every single time, mostly peaceful protesters, mostly people peaceful protesters, number two he could do halfway measures he could say you know what we got to deal with these people we got to bust some heads make an example out of them so there was a a famous saying he said shot while escaping and so he would the, the police forces would capture some of these uh upper middle class revolutionaries and they would escape and they would be shot while escaping which only enraged the upper middle classes even more. The upper middle class urban areas. Oh, you're shooting our sons. You're killing our sons. And it actually served to further rile up the revolutionary forces. The third choice that Machado had was to simply throw people up against the wall and begin shooting them. Which another guy I learned from, a guy named Fidel Castro. Castro paid very, very close attention to what Machado did. You can either treat them with kid gloves and just assume they're mostly peaceful protesters. You can take halfway measures and, and shoot a few people while trying, trying to tr- while trying to escape, trying to make an example of them, which only stirred up the revolutionary fervor because you showed you didn't have a strong enough hand. Three, you can throw them up against the wall. Castro told chose to take those men and that, that opposed his own government and throw them up against the wall. What, what do I mean by that? Shoot them, kill them outright, unapologetically. If anybody turns against you, you shoot them, you kill them. That's what Castro eventually did when he took power beginning in 1959 and forward. He just shot him, killed him. He looked at Machado and said, you know what, the halfway measures don't work. All it does is serves to increase the revolutionary fervor on the island of Cuba. In America in 2023, we seem to be caught betwixt a couple of different scenarios. It's very clear to me that the upper middle class revolutionaries successfully ousted Donald Trump and have seized power The revolution has occurred in America. These upper middle class, highly educated, privileged, (laughs) a lot of white folk have successfully driven the barbarians from power. They successfully ousted Donald Trump. And they're not going to let them back in. They're not going to let them back in. If you think they're going to let them back in, I will be very surprised. They're trying to put him in jail for 700 years. What the government is doing now is taking those middle measures, which Machado took. They're taking these middle measures. Let's make some examples out of people. Let's take Owen Schroyer and throw him in solitary confinement for constitutionally protected speech. Let's take the j Sixers who were actually peaceful... Read an article the other day. One guy's been in prison for a thousand days. Can't get a court date. You never saw that with the BLMers. Antifa folk. I attended a court hearing the other day. Man pled guilty to uh, felony kidnapping. He's going to get less time in jail than the J6ers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so the regime in power, the Biden administration, and the people that control him, Biden, Biden simply—he's a fop. He's an actor that does his part. They decided to take halfway measures. In my opinion, we're going to make examples out of Donald Trump. Make an example out of Owen Schroer, a political prisoner. Owen Schroer is a political prisoner. We have political prisoners in America. The J6ers are political prisoners. We have political prisoners in the United States of America. And by the way, people are being shot. Ashley Babbitt, say her name, Ashley Babbitt, was shot to death by a man with a gun and a badge. Shot while escaping, not quite, but pretty much the same thing. Hadn't physically threatened anybody. Shot, and the police officer gets promoted, gets an award, gets a raise, praised. What do you think that tells those people that are armed with guns and badges? What's the priority here? The human rights of... No, of course not. So in a way, this is a good news, bad news scenario. And the other side has has, has read history as well. They know how this works. Right now we're in a stage where the, the leftist revolutionaries the Antichrist revolutionaries, I promise I wasn't going to say leftists anymore, the Antichrist revolutionaries have seized power. They have seized power. And they're imposing a radical Antichrist agenda upon America and demonizing traditional white people and traditional Christians. I include Catholics there as well. Big article in Salon.com today. What does it say? Christian nationalists are a greater threat than Hamas. <laughs> As if we were some violent people. So they're, we're, they're in, engaged in these halfway measures. Now, the problem with halfway measures is you end up making more people mad. As more and more people get swept up in these halfway measures. By halfway measures, I mean political prisoners. If you go full Monty, you get thrown up against the wall and simply shot. I think it will come to that. Ashley Babbitt was shot to death. Uh, you can go back and you can look at any number of false flags, mass shootings, and say, well, clearly there's a party out there that does not have any problem with violence at all. Hillary Clinton, what is it? What's her body count now? 50, 75, 100, 125? I don't know. It's way up there. Mysteriously die. Somebody somewhere is doing some killing. And you could look at a number of mass shooting events, including Las Vegas, and you can have some serious questions about what's going on. You can have serious questions about what happened to Building 7. You can have serious questions about A lot of different things. And you go, obviously there's somebody out there, there's forces out there that have no problem throwing people up against the wall. Shooting people, killing people. Wars start for less than this. Remember the main U.S. battleship in Havana Harbor in 1899? Probably blown up from the inside as an inside job, killed a bunch of Americans in order to get a reason to go to war and seize Cuba from the Spanish government and the Philippines too. Guam. There's people out there that Seth Rich. What happened to Seth Rich? He was robbed and murdered and nobody he didn't take nobody took his watch, nobody took his wallet, nobody took his money. (laughs) He was assassinated. So they're willing to go to the to the wall. They're willing to go to the next level. They're willing to go to the Fidel Castro level. Right now, we're in an interim period. We're looking at a situation where the, I'll just call it the Biden regime, is doing halfway measures. It's actually the people around him, Department of Homeland Security, Attorney General, who happen to be, you know what, purging people from the federal government that, have independent thoughts, and th- if there's a silver lining in this, these halfway measures e- end up, although they're intended to send a, me- a message to suppress dissent, for a certain number of us, it actually inspires dissent. That's what happened to uh, 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 excuse me, Machado. 1920s early 1930s his halfway measured his halfway measured inspired dissent inspired anger it inspired resistance it inspired further mer- moves towards removing him from power and that's part of what's going on today P- some people are intimidated and saying oh I, I'm not going to say anything wrong I know I know people like that I know people that wear the uniform like that I don't have a lot of respect for them try to find the middle ground, try to get along, try to submit to the Antichrist so that you can have a comfortable life. There's other people, when they see this going on, and they see other people hurt, they know people that have been hurt, they know people that have been thrown in jail, they know about people that have been thrown in jail in solitary confinement, like Owen Schroer They know that Donald Trump is, they're trying to throw him in jail for seven centuries simply so that he cannot run for president because they know he'll get elected. It's inspiring even greater revolutionary fervor. And these normally meek people, taxpaying, law-abiding people that live in flyover country, they're going, we play by the rules and you're going to throw us in jail? We, p- we play by the rules. We pay the taxes. Our kids go into the army. We obey the law. And we're the ones going into prison as political prisoners. We're the ones being sent into solitary confinement. We're the ones being called the greatest threat to America as Christians and white people. (laughs) At some point, the light goes on. At some point, the light goes on. Oh my God. They hate me. They hate my race. They hate my God. They hate my culture. They hate my land. They hate my country. When they say Americans, they're not including me. When they say oh, us Americans, they're not including me. Biden made it very clear in his speeches, multiple speeches. All the MAGA folk, which is over half the voters, if you look at the election results of 2020, they fudged their numbers, they lied. But even if, you, if, even if you want to say Biden won over 50%, fine. That still leaves half of Americans as MAGA that voted for Donald Trump for president. Now we're the enemies of the state. They couch it in their patriotic language. We're the enemies of the Constitution, of the rule of law, of democracy. And we're the ones that have served our country, have obeyed the laws, paid our taxes, send our kids to join the military, get along, go along, believe the best about other people, and then they take us, they demonize us, the whites and the Christians, and call us the enemies of America. And we are made examples of us by being thrown in prison, driven from our workplaces, kicked out of schools, put on FBI watch lists as soccer moms who simply object to the trans agenda in their public schools. And you got two kinds of people. Those who are thoroughly intimidated by that activity of the government and those of us who say, it is not possible to intimidate me. You cannot intimidate me. All that does is make me speak louder and prouder and bolder. So even as they continue to cut and jail and shoot, they shot a 60, 70-year-old man the other day. Sent in a SWAT team and shot him to death in the morning. Dude's on a breather. He's on a <laughs> breather <laughs> to make an example. People know what's going on. Now, I don't know what's going to happen between now and the election day. Election day is not that far off. It's a year off. Are we going into World War III? Is that going to be a way they, they cover their crimes? Is that going to be a way they they, they they suppress a domestic dissent? Oh, you're against World War III? Oh, you must be a Russian agent. We are in revolutionary times. And there's there's three ways that the government that is in power currently can can deal with it one they can abide by the law and they're going to get elected they're going to get voted out if they abide by the law they will lose the election in 2024 no questions about it number two they can do halfway measures which right now is just angering people and making them more revolutionary number three and it will come to this is they will throw up people against the wall and they will shoot them they've started to do this already The 87,000 IRS agents are not being hired to audit your taxes. They're being hired to be given guns. So, if there's a silver lining in this, it's that these halfway measures are waking people up. People are realizing no, we are being ruled. This whole idea about democracy is an utter lie. Nobody chose the the policies of this current amendment. Nobody chose open borders. Nobody voted for open borders. Nobody voted for trannies in kindergarten. Nobody voted for homosexual marriage. Nobody voted for that stuff. Nobody voted to to give our strategic petroleum reserve uh, reserve to to China. Nobody voted to, to go to war in the Ukraine. There's nothing democratic about this. There's nothing about the current government that represents we the people. Nothing. Oh, and then they, they you know, what's his name, gets neglected, Speaker of the House. Salon comes out and talks about <laughs> the whites and the Christians are a greater threat to America than Hamas. They're scared. They're desperate. They will continue to take whatever steps, whatever means necessary to ensure their power, including getting us into World War III, including more half measures of political prisoners in the United States. We have political prisoners in the United States of America. There's a full-throated assault on the First Amendment, the right to speak. Owen Schroer is in prison for political speech. So are the J-6ers. So is Donald Trump. The good news is this more and more people are going to get riled up. More of this normally docile people that have done nothing over the generations but support and serve and obey and pay taxes and get called all the dirty names racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, crewphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti Semitic. And a lot of us are done. And we're recruiting numbers. And the Biden administration is helping us recruit. When you throw Owen Shroyer in jail, what signal does that send to Americans? There's two signals that are sent. One, some people are going to just be totally intimidated and back down. And all I can say to you is, you des- you deserve the slavery that you submit to. You want to be a slave, you be a slave. Number two, there's other people say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. We've done it everything the right way over the generations with our race with our religion. We've bent and bent and bent and, and and given and compromised and it's come to its natural conclusion. We are the enemy. The whites and the Christians are the enemy. The propaganda machine has declared it so. Biden says it from his own mouth. So there's a revolution arising. And we're going to come we will we will win. It's not going to be easy. And I know there's a great many good people out there. And we're hoping and praying that we can do it all legally. We're going to win the elections. While they make political prisoners out of anybody that's effective in those elections. And they politically and they, they legally prosecute anybody that could be effective in those elections. Donald J. Trump. They're not going to touch DeSantis. they love DeSantis is one of them. And the J6ers that throw him in prison. That's not legal, man. That's not legal. Those are, Political prisoners. Owen Schroer, political prisoner. So we're supposed to obey all, all the law, and the government can go out there and shoot prisoners while they're escaping, essentially, to make the analogy with Machalo in the 1920s, 1930s. Oh, they're making a big mistake. They think they're doing the right thing, but they're making a big mistake because it's going to make the rest of us less trusting in the system that they have taken over and used to abuse our rights and to abolish the Constitution. Fritz and Blood and Fate.com.